Hello again, Tom Walker, MassAC Unit 1. Today is Monday, January 10th, 2022. And today we would like to talk about some changes in uh, the COVID quarantine requirements. Um, there have been some recent updates there. And we'll just kind of really dive into those changes and we'll provide a COVID update. And uh, also want to talk about, um, kind of clear some things up about our school calendar. Uh, and uh, once again, I'm joined by our superintendent, Jason Hayes. Thanks, Tom. Again, we're just trying to clarify. We sent out a lot of information today, which is Monday the 10th. We received uh, this information over the weekend and late Friday afternoon, I believe, and we had the snow, and so uh, we started sending some of the information out yesterday, which was Sunday, and uh, now that it's out there, we thought we'd take some time just to kind of talk through it. So hopefully this will help clarify anything. And again, nothing that we're talking about here is MASAC Unit 1's decision or anything we have done unilaterally or on our own. This is all coming from the CDC first, then down to the Illinois Department of Public Health and the Illinois State Board of Education, which is the governing body for all public school districts in Illinois. Yeah, so really we're just kind of telling passing along information that we're, uh, you know, kind of given as far as uh, uh, things that we can do uh, in regards to quarantine times and some other changes uh, pertaining to maybe vaccination status and exposures and that sort of thing. And again, this is, as Mr. Hayes said, this is not our decision. These are just, you know, kind of um, the things that were that were given from the IDPH and, uh, and ISBE. Yeah, so as the rules change, we're trying to follow them as best we can, and so we, we felt like we should communicate those rule changes to you. Uh, and I, I really am not aware completely of the rationale behind these changes. I've been told uh, by people uh, that are in the medical community that the uh, om, Omicron, I may not be saying that right, the new variant, uh, spreads faster and doesn't last as long, which is the driving force bus behind the shortage of uh, quarantine times or the shortening of quarantine times. So I assume that's why this is happening now. Um, even though cases are on the rise, the new variant doesn't last as long, spreads more quickly, and so we shouldn't have to quarantine as long, I think is the thinking. So. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm not going to put my guess in there, but that sounds about as good as any. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're not sure why this happened. But anyway, the, the major change is that the quarantine time up until now has always been 10 days uh, for uh, positive cases or um, even exposure to positive cases. And the 10 days started either when your symptoms first uh, show up or when your test, if you have no symptoms, when your test, or if you do not have symptoms, when your test result, your positive test result is collected or the samples collected. So uh, now it has changed to five days, which is basically they have cut the quarantine in half. Uh, and we have created a new flow chart to kind of help uh, explain uh, where you would fall if if something happens to you, whether you test positive or you're exposed to a positive case. Uh, originally, the CDC came out with these changes, and they said it was for the general public, but not for uh, the educational settings or uh, healthcare and and other maybe long-term homes. Uh, but now they have since changed that to include schools. So. The updated guidance is for schools. Uh, the Illinois Department of Public Health and ISBE, the Illinois State Board of Education, may be releasing new information soon. And if something else comes out, we'll obviously have to uh, alter this. But for right now, this is what we know. Uh, so if you want to take it from the top, we have basically two scenarios on our flowchart. One is if you test positive and for COVID, so you come down with COVID. Uh, and then there's a series of things that has to happen to you. And then the second one is if you're exposed to someone who is positive with COVID. 
Uh, and the only real difference, other than the shortened quarantine time, is that they have taken into account vaccination status uh, this time, and it's a little more clear. They had, they had started doing this a little bit, I think, before, Tom. I'm not sure. There's been a lot of confusion about how long someone should stay away from other people um, ever since this started. And then after the vaccine came out, there's, there were even more questions of whether or not vaccinated people had to stay quarantined as long and so on and so forth. So I think they cleared that up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think that was a confusing part. There was a lot of oddball things there, with uh, particularly with the close contacts um, with you know people that were vaccinated. And that was, I think, a, a bit of confusion there. So, yeah, this did clarify that, um, you know, or at least makes it more clear, I should say. Um, but uh, it, it should be easier for us to follow, I think, because right, right. we've been really confused. And, and uh, just to reiterate, the school really doesn't quarantine folks or tell them they, can, they have to stay home. That's really not our role. We're an educational institution. So we're just following guidance from the Illinois Department of Public Health, and they are the uh, body that actually quarantines people in this instance. Uh, and so now we believe that what they will be doing is quarantining everybody for five days if they test positive. And so that is five days from the onset of symptoms or the uh, collection of the specimen for the test. So if you go get tested today on the 10th, then you would be, if you test positive, you, I assume you'd be quarantined the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th. And then after that, you'd be off quarantine as long as you're symptom free. That's pretty straightforward uh, for positive cases. Uh, it gets a little trickier for the exposed to positive case scenario. So if, uh, if you are exposed to someone who has tested positive, that's when they started taking into uh, consideration vaccination status. So from this point further, uh, if you are exposed, if you're fully vaccinated and up to date on all of your shots, uh, there's a set of rules for you uh, if you're exposed. If you are fully vaccinated and up to date on all your shots but have symptoms, there's a kind of another set of rules. And then if you're not fully vaccinated, there's a third set of rules. So uh, exposure, again, means something different in different settings. As far as the school is concerned, it is still three feet as long as all individuals are wearing masks. And I believe it's six feet if you are not wearing masks. So, for example, during lunchtime or other times when masks are not on, the uh, limit is six feet for 15 minutes or more and it's three feet for 15 minutes or more if you have masks on and for the most part most of our students and staff uh, remain farther away than three feet uh, throughout the day with our masks on purpose uh, there are times when they're closer than that but for the most part we try to maintain our distance and we have for this whole covid pandemic uh, but if you are fully vaccinated and had all your shots um, and you you are exposed to a positive case uh, or if you are not vaccinated, but you've had COVID yourself within 90 days, which is three months, then uh, you do not have to quarantine as long as you're symptom free. You can continue attending school unless symptoms arrive, arise. And then they say test on day five if possible. And they say wear a mask for 10 days for sure uh, in and out of school. Uh, and obviously we would not be able to police that, but that's the recommendation uh, so that you would be at home. If you're at home, for example, with someone who tested positive, you'd be wearing a mask and uh, either even further protecting yourself, I think is the idea. But yeah, I do want to kind of say, if we haven't said already, this flow chart um, uh, that uh, Mr. Hayes is talking about here is posted on massac.org. 
uh, along with some, uh, you know, other the updated information, the, again, that we've received from the IDPH and, and ISBE and so forth. So again, uh, just kind of want to reiterate that point if we already haven't, that this is posted on our website uh, on massac.org. Um, before we dive into the testing part of it, was that all about the flow chart? Well, that, that's all on the fully vaccinated. Well, if you're fully vaccinated and do have symptoms, and really this is the uh, the easy uh, easy thing to remember. If you are not symptom-free, don't come to school. At this point in the pandemic, uh, if you have symptoms of something that could be COVID, we ask that you keep your child home. And, and our, our parents have been doing a great job of that. So even if you are fully vaccinated, but you have symptoms and you've been exposed to a case, then we ask you to stay home until you have a test that confirms the, the, the symptoms are not from COVID or obviously five days uh, if you do not have a test available. Uh, and we'll talk about testing here in a second. Now, if you're not fully vaccinated, that's the other scenario. If you're exposed to someone that's positive and you're not fully vaccinated uh, for whatever reason, then you're, the uh, guidance is stay home for five days. Uh, and that's five calendar days. However, you know, sometimes it's more than five days if uh, day five is a Friday. So just keep that in mind because uh, the, there's a table that we also posted on the website, like Tom mentioned, and day five for some came on a Friday. Then you still can't return to the following Monday, obviously. So it ends up being seven days. But the, it's still five days if you are exposed and you're not vaccinated. You can test on day five if possible, and we do have uh, testing available at our schools we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, but even if it's not available, you can return to school after day five as long as you're symptom-free. Uh, they do ask you to wear a mask for 10 days. Obviously, our kids are wearing masks in schools already, uh, but they're asking you to wear masks for 10 days if you're exposed. So really, whether you're vaccinated or not, it simply depends on whether or not you have to quarantine. Uh, the way I read this now, and, and again, this could change, but if you're exposed to a positive case, you've been vaccinated fully and you have no symptoms, or if you've had COVID in the last three months, then you do not necessarily have to quarantine. As long as you're symptom-free, you just have to wear a mask and be careful and and be mindful of symptoms. And uh, so uh, we alluded to this already. Uh, testing is available at all schools. Um, right now, we do have uh, kind of a limited uh, amount of supplies, uh, and mainly uh, just because of the, the ongoing shortage. Yeah, um, I think uh, the easy one that uh, we have is the Binax now uh, test, which is the rapid test uh, we have been utilizing. I think we've administered over 100 and. 70 or something tests now uh, and most of them have been negative but we have that available and we're seeing more uh, families and parents ask us to test students uh, now because of outside of school exposures which we can do that as long as they're one of our students we can test them our nurses know how to do that uh, so we have that available currently like Tom said the supplies are limited I think and I don't think that's just for us I think that's nationwide right now so we have ordered more we ordered them back in early December actually and they still are not in uh, but I'm hopeful that they'll be in soon, and then we might have to change to another type of testing. But we do have testing available in our schools for all students, and if you're interested in having your child tested by our nurse, you just simply need to contact the school office. It's free of charge. You don't have to pay for it. Uh, we simply have to report it to the state if it's positive. That's right. the only, that's the only that, catch. And that testing, uh, as, as uh, Mr. Hayes said, is for our students. Uh, again, if you're uh, or a student that attends here, or our staff as well. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make that clear. Um, let's uh, talk about uh, some numbers. I know we try to provide a COVID update every time we do one of these, uh, which it seems like we've been doing now for almost two solid years. So uh, yeah. where are we at now with active cases, exclusions, 
for January 10th. Yeah, well, it, you know, I know uh, there's been a lot of questions. I've seen some things pop up on social media. I've heard some people talking. Uh, our principals are getting some phone calls now, too. You know, uh, are we worried about the cases? We are monitoring cases. And even though the cases are uh, kind of exploding in Massac County, as they are in our region and everywhere, everywhere else, I guess, uh, our cases in our schools are not as bad as they were earlier this year yet. Uh, that does, that's not necessarily a good thing, but it's still much better than it was right before Labor Day. Uh, if you remember, uh, we, I don't know if we did a podcast or not, but we had 110 uh, students and staff excluded from school right before Labor Day uh, in the whole district. Right now we have a total of 56 students and six staff members excluded uh, for either testing positive or being exposed to positive cases. The only difference now is we are seeing a greater percentage of those exclusions are positive tests now for both staff and students. Uh, so there there are fewer exposure, you know, and obviously there'll be fewer now because the quarantine time is reduced, uh, but we're seeing more positive cases. Uh, the upside or the positive of that is uh, the positive cases we're seeing are far less severe, especially in our students, uh, and many of them are, are asymptomatic, and they don't even know they have COVID, but they tested positive, and so they have to stay out for a little while. But we are seeing that. We're watching that. We've had a total of 175 students uh, test positive this year for COVID and 33 staff members. So that's our that's since August of 2021. So we are keeping an eye on that. Uh, and even though it feels like it's getting out of control and it may very well get out of control at some point for right now in our schools, it's still a lot better than it was in September. Yeah, we're, we're, we're still hanging in there. So but uh, but as Mr. Hayes said, we do uh, are seeing a lot more just positive cases right now. Um, you know, but our exclusion numbers overall are still uh, a little roughly half of right. what it's been at our worst. So and we um, are, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. We are, we are having issues with certain uh, extracurricular activities and we are, we have canceled some of those other schools have canceled them. So then we couldn't play. Uh, and some of that was weather related over the weekend, but uh, we are seeing this. So it is impacting school a little bit, uh, but that was happening. You know, if we would have been, uh, playing some of these activities in September, we definitely would have had the same thing. So right. uh, we're definitely better than we were right before Labor Day. We're still keeping a close eye on this. I don't think, uh, I think it's safe to say we're probably not at the, the peak yet for this new variant. So uh, we're still watching it. Right. And uh, we won't make any guesses as to when that be that, that will be for us. We have no idea, but it does seem to be a quick mover. So hopefully we're not too far from it. We'll see. Um, you did make mention of the weather last week. We had used two e-learning days last Thursday and Friday. Again, we want to thank everyone for uh, kind of their support and working with uh, your children and our staff as far as uh, the e-learning days were concerned. We, we do know that that is uh, okay, quite a difficult road to, to go down, um, you know, uh, especially since we haven't really done that in a while. So Yeah, and it's, uh, it's one of those things, too. We've missed so much school over the past two years. We're really just trying to salvage any learning we can. I know that's not a very popular thing to say, but that's what we're here for as we're trying to push learning as far as we can. So we do appreciate all of the uh, parents and students and all their help with that. I know it was challenging. And our staff. It's, it's hard on yeah. that end, too. Yep. Um, so kind of to that point, uh, you know, because we had the e-learning days, we have not used any emergency days yet in the school calendar. Um, and uh, like all this new COVID information we just discussed, our calendar is linked on our district website. 
Um, if you go to massac.org, there is a link that just says calendar, and you'll see it in a, a few different forms there. Um, but the uh, there's a nice color-coded one on that page, the 2021-22 uh, school calendar, and it kind of shows you where we're at standing for the remainder of the year as far as any other days off and uh, breaks and that sort of thing. Yeah, and I, I wanted to uh, just mention this because it's confusing. Uh, for the last few years, we've been leaving the emergency days in there because this becomes a problem for parents uh, trying to plan vacations and, and different family reunions and such. Uh, so if you look at our school calendar, there are some yellow days at the end. And those yellow days are emergency days that we have to build into the calendar. And if we take a snow day, uh, for example, if we would have used snow days last week, we would have had to add two of the yellow days on and tack them on at the end of the year. Uh, since we did not do that, we do not have to add those on. But I wanted to point that out. Uh, we have up to five e-learning days that the state allows us to use. We've used two now. If for some reason we use three more, then we'll have to start getting into emergency days. I, I doubt that will happen. That's rare. The only time we've really had to go past five days uh, was during the flood or ice storm days, I believe. We were out for extended time. But I just wanted to point that out. So right now, the last day of school for students is still May 23rd. That has not changed. And the uh, last day for staff is May 24th. If for some reason we do have to use some emergency days or we call a traditional snow day or whatever, then we'll have to change that. So for right now, it has not changed. And uh, to kind of close out any calendar information, uh, this coming Monday, January 17th, uh, we have no school um, for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, so that is our um, upcoming um, holiday uh, Monday. So no school this coming Monday, January 17th. Uh, was there anything else? We had no I think that's it we're going to try to keep uh, we'll try to keep you posted on any changes with COVID and again the Illinois uh, Department of Public Health or the Illinois or and or the Illinois State Board of Education may put out some more stuff later this week and they may change some of this you know the one thing that is a constant with this COVID pandemic is that everything changes constantly that's the only constant we've seen so uh, if something changes or if this uh, is changed again, we'll be sure to notify you. If you have questions, feel free to email us or reach out to your building principal. Obviously, if uh, anything contradicts what we have on our website, uh, we always go with the Southern 7 Health Department. They are the authority there, so we're not allowed to overrule them uh, in case there's some contradictory information there from the health department. We always have to go with the health department. So. All right. Well, uh, I think that closes us out here. Uh, thanks again for listening. And uh, if there is any uh, more information, we'll make sure to be posting that on massac.org um, and, you know, any of social media channels if, if need be. Um, and we'll certainly, you know, be recording more of these. Um, just provide updates as we can. Yep. Thanks for listening once again. We apologize for the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I, th I think it was been a, it's been a good uh, good 19 minutes this time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, and uh, have a great day.